Welcome to Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano, where you'll receive the support, the motivation, and the inspiration to be your best self each and every day. And now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. Joe Daly back with Dennis Vetrano, sort of behind Behind the Law here <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah. Dennis, we've been doing the feature on the radio as a podcast yeah. for so long now. Yeah. And, and people often ask, why do you do it? What is the motivation behind this? Because you spend an awful lot of time just, in my opinion, just helping people. You're not talking about the law firm most of the time. You're talking yeah. about people. Yeah. Well, let's, let me interject for a second. How many episodes about? 360, I believe, wow. somewhere along those lines. Wow. That's a lot. And I, and I will tell you, I enjoy doing this more than anything I do. Talking about what I do and why I do it. Um, you know, and lawyers get a bad rap. I mean, listen, I, I know, <laughs> listen, I've been a litigation attorney for over 20 years in every single county, virtually, as far up as Saratoga County and as far down as New York City. So I've been in most, if not all, of the surrounding counties litigating cases, trying cases, doing hearings, calling witnesses. Um, you know, not, not the, you know, the mail-it-in sort of lawyer stuff, okay? Real high-level sort of stuff. And uh, I've encountered virtually all of the lawyers, or, or most of the lawyers that do litigation in that area, and I will tell you, there are some really, really bad ones. <laughs> There are some really, really oh, bad ones. Truth be told, you don't want to hear that. Uh, no, no, I, 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 you know, and I ha and I get the clients after the mistakes are made, and I'm trying to fix it, or the client that comes in for a consultation and says, you know, this last lawyer botched everything up, or even the comments on on our. Facebook posts saying, oh, I wish I knew you. One just the other day. I wish I knew you when I went through my um, divorce process. But um, but the point is, I think the bottom line is those lawyers are in it for the wrong reasons. Um, I've always said, and again, and again, I think we, our, two, our two careers have parallels in many ways, Joe. Very similar. I think, um, you know, what we were talking about off the air is that I think we both got into what we do because we care about people. We're interested in people. Um, and, and at its core, want to help people. I mean, that's why I do this. I mean, you know, whatever people say about lawyers, I do this because I want to help people. Okay. And I, and I love advocating. I love the law. I mean, that's, that's part of it as well. But, um, you know, I think there are too many lawyers out there that look at it like it's a job. The longer I've known you now over these years, the more I know that that's your focus. Right at the beginning, I had yeah. no idea who yeah. I was going to come in contact with. Yeah. But now, as the relationship has grown, that is your focus. And yeah. somebody said to me the other day that Dennis Vetrano guy you talk to on the radio all the time, sounds like sometimes he's talking people out of getting divorced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's funny. At our office, we have weekly and monthly meetings to discuss all of our cases and to discuss the upcoming calendar. And if there are any issues that came up or, you know, again, we're, we're a collective brain trust. We're a staff of, you know, we... we Depending upon different time frames, we hover between 10 and 12 staff members, um, all professionals at this area of law, um, and, uh, and we only handle one area of law. But we have these conversations about, look, how, how can we do better? You know, how can we serve the client better? And um, one of the topics this past Thursday was, look, when I do consultations, clients want hope. They don't want to tell you all, they don't want to hear all the things you can't do, Okay. Well, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do the other thing. They also don't want to hear that used car salesman sort of, well, I'll get you this and I'll get you that. And if you come right in, I'll get you, you know, 25% off. No. What they want you to do is use, hopefully, your vast 
expertise and knowledge to t- the, the three or four page consultation sheet they fill out, look at their information and give them a snapshot on how their case should go, how much money they should spend, how long it should take, what their approach should be. So if I have a client that comes in and I see they're a high wage earner and there's a lot of assets, you know, um, and then I ask them, what is the other side going to, how are they going to look at this case? You know, is your wife or your husband going to want to fight it out over everything? And I try to create a plan right at the first consultation, a snapshot of how the case should go and what they can expect um, and what we can do to help them, to give them hope. You know, it's funny. Somebody uh, uh, shared a quote. Uh, with me a long time ago that basically said the most valuable thing you can give another human being is hope. I think that's absolutely true. And I, you know. In your law firm, quite a few people there, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But you stay involved with everything. You know what's going on in all the cases. You're, you stay involved with every, every one of them. Yeah, and I think you need to do that. It's, it's funny. I used to be five days a week in court Every week, uh, almost full days. And now I'm not directly involved in court as frequently as I used to be. Um, I try, because of the price point, I try to focus my services where they're most valuable. So creating a plan on how the case should go, that's my job, okay? Um, When a case needs to go to trial, organizing your file and making sure everything is done meticulously so it's done, it's done properly, it's done well, and it's done efficiently, which is really important. Because I can't tell you how few lawyers out there really know how to try cases well. Um, probably like 1%, if you're lucky. And then the legwork, the letters, the phone calls, the stuff like that, I really try to leave to my very well-trained support staff. Again, these are all legal professionals here. These are like, you know, paralegals are all Marist grad, ABA certified, um, you know, trained paralegals. Not somebody that just calls themselves a paralegal, but is really not trained to do that sort of work with years of experience and training, which we did internally. Um, but but you don't want to pay four ninety five an hour to have somebody drafting a letter or answering a phone call if it's not necessary. You know, you try to be efficient. So, um, but I think the core is that no matter what, you know. And again, sometimes I get responses on on our social media. So, well, this lawyer is just trying to get your money because he just wants to make money from divorces. No, what I'm trying to do, and listen, we have a tremendous flow of clients every month without fail because of what we do and how we do it. So I don't need to scrounge for every last little client to get every last dollar out of people's pockets. That's not what I'm there. We're going to have clients always because it's an area of law where there's a need, okay, and we do it well, and people know it. You, look, you can look at our reviews online. Um, so I don't need that. I don't need to do that. Now what I'm doing is, which is a great place to be, I'm a student of the law. I love it. I know this area of law backwards, forwards, and sideways. I love to talk about it. And again, get back to what we said before. You know, do do what you can to help people. And let's put it this way. When you, uh, do I do I want to call it retired? You, you didn't officially retire. We're calling it semi-retired. Semi-retired. <laughs> but what we talked about when that happened is how you can now do this more than ever before for the reasons why you got involved in it in the first place. And that's your story as well. At the end of a case... When everything is said and done, when it's all over, what's your greatest joy? Uh, 
I think the greatest joy in these cases is when you know you got a good result for the client and they're and they're satisfied with it and you and you were able to do it efficiently. I, I think I think I can frame it this way a little bit too. The greatest vindication I have in these cases is, and I tell clients, we're going to get all the information we need about your case, get our arms around it, and then be able to give you a snapshot now that we have all the information. Because the first first layer is you, you look at the four sheets of paper they give you for the consult and you give a snapshot. Then the next step, very next step is, I need all of your financial information, everything about assets and liabilities, fill out a net worth statement for me. Um, we decide if at that point we need more information from the other side about their assets, their income, those sorts of things. Um, once we have all of that, then I say, send out a proposal. Some lawyers don't send out proposals at all. They'll go to court and they'll handle a case for over a year and never send out a proposal to the other side about how they would like to see the case resolved. So never even giving you an opportunity to settle the case. Everything's headed right to litigation all the time, always, and a $40,000 legal bill. I don't want to see that happen in cases. Not necessary. Not necessary. Some cases it's necessary, but very few. Very few. So the greatest measure of vindication for me is with when, when I, within the first couple of months, send out a proposal to the other side, as we do in pretty much every case, and they refuse it, and then months later, a year later, after we go before the judge, the case is settled, although they initially wouldn't agree to it, almost exactly the way we proposed six, eight, 10, 12 months ago. And it happens more times than it really should. One other thing I want to bring up in this, in this particular edition of the show here, you and the client and the client's family, you are so focused on the children involved in these situations. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's something you have always been that way. Yeah. And it's funny because I, listen, I, um, I was an attorney for children for many years, thousands of, of kids I represented. Um, I prosecuted child abuse and neglect. Um, I've defended child abuse and neglect. I've prosecuted and defended expungement hearings for CPS reports. Um, I've represented dads. I've represented moms in family court, in Supreme Court, in virtually all of these surrounding counties, literally hundreds of times. Um, and I know, I knew then that I was doing it right. Um, and it's funny because uh, just before I had kids, I had a, a lawyer um, on a case that I had. Uh, tell me, uh, well, you'd feel differently. You know, she took a position and I took a position in opposite to hers. And she said, well, you'd feel differently if you had your own kids, which, you know, I'm, I'm saying like BS in my mind, but I, I, didn't, I didn't respond all that much. Um, turns out at the end of that case, she was wrong and I was right and my client prevailed as the person should have. Um, and now, I, 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 funny, I, I see this person on occasion now here and there. Um, and I would love to just remind her of that. I, I would so just love to remind her of that and just basically say, listen, I've got two kids of my own and you know what they've done? They've, um, what do I want to say? They've uh, indicated to me or, or, or it's been proven to me by having my own kids that everything I did from the beginning of my career because I did it well and I did it with everything I have um, was always the right way. I do. I handle these cases the same way now that I have kids as I did before I had kids because I know I was doing it the right way. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that sort of stuff. But uh, but having kids is a is a is a big challenge, and um, you know it's not easy. It's funny. I shared something on Facebook the other day, and uh, 
and a guy that um, I had represented years ago made a comment, and you know, like said, you know, something like "really" or whatever, kind of kind of snarky comment. But okay, listen, I welcome people's comment, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear people's feedback, so I, I encourage you to to write in when you see posts on our social media. But um, but my my the post was about, and I think you remember it was it was the podcast basically saying I think that mothers have this innate sense of a connection with children. A couple of weeks ago, yes. Right, because, yes. They, because they carry them and they give birth to them. I mean, they give them life. Um, dads do too, but my thing, and, and it's part of my experience as well, is that dads have to work for that a little bit more maybe. Maybe more is not the best word, but I think um, you, know, you, you, want, you want to have time with your kids. And I remember myself when I first started out. I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, how old are your kids now? Oh, let's see. Aubrey's 36, 37. Mary's 32, right around there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, like, I had, like, legitimate fear, like, anxiety about having, you know, one or two of the babies with just me and not mom around. I mean, did you, do you remember feeling that way? I was very good at diapers, though. <laughs> okay. If there okay. was a diaper situation, <laughs> I was there. You were on top of I it. I was right. good at that. Other right. things, not so much, you know. But you're right. And and as the guys out there making a living, whatever's going on, working, doing this and that, it's hard to take the time to focus on the children. You come home, you're exhausted, whatever. And, and yeah. I know both parents. It's, yeah. it, but with guys, it, it does take a little bit more effort. But as you pointed out, it's so worth it yeah. at the end. It is. And I think... Um I mean, I, do, do people know what your hours are at the radio station or what they used to be? Well, I, I would get up at 1.30 in the morning. And I, oh, in radio, when you have children, uh, back in the day when things couldn't be automated and walked away from, somebody had to be there to play the record. So Christmases, right. Thanksgivings, birthdays, you weren't, weren't necessarily home. Yeah. So yeah. it takes, takes time. And you, too. You work long hours. Yeah. But you have a strong relationship with your kids. Absolutely, absolutely. And what? And and uh, I'm curious. What did you do? How did you, how did you make that work to make yourself a, a important part of their lives? I honestly don't know. Did the best I could to, <laughs> to be there. Right. I, I really did. Right, right. I really did. And the thing I, I've mentioned this before. The thing that really hits home for me is Aubrey, my oldest, will still say to me, "You'll always be daddy." Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That bespeaks. A strong relationship, a connection with your kids. The investment in time is so worth it. And and my point is, you made that investment in time. Even though you might not recall the specific things you did, you clearly made that investment in time. Um, and for me, so you know, so our kids are in daycare, and then you come home in the afternoon, and then it's basically look, you're you're home at five six o'clock, and they're going to bed at eight. So there's not a huge time frame for a whole lot to to take place because it's you know it's dinner, and then it's brush your teeth, and then sure. it's get ready for bed, sure. but. Um, but I made the commitment with certain things. They're going to do gymnastics and we're going to be there. You know, I'm going to do soccer and I'm going to coach. And I think like you said before, it's not it. Listen, if you're working 60 hours a week, you can't be there full time. That's okay. That's don't beat yourself up over that. But I think you can find things within your schedule to develop a strong relationship with your kids. And I, and I think dads, it's like super important to do that. Um, you know, and, and it's not easy, but it can be done and it takes a lot of, a lot of effort. A good place to leave our conversation today. I think with some good inspiration for some folks out there, I hope. 
Yeah. Dennis, this has been fun. A little chance to be behind, behind the law. Absolutely. drvitranolaw.com, of course, the website, the Facebook page, always so active. And thank you for everything you do for so many people. And, and thank you for getting the word out and the good advice on the radio and on the podcasts and everywhere else you are, everywhere on social media these days. Yeah. Rest assured, it's appreciated. And, and listen, I, I um, you know, I thank you, too, for, for being the morning mayor for how many years? <laughs> and, now, and now at a point, I think, similar to where I am in my career somewhat, in that you, you can do the things you love and try to embrace and help people in a way that works for you. You know, and I think um, I, I will tell you 100 percent, this is the most enjoyable thing that I do by a mile. And, um, you know, I encourage people to check out our Facebook page because a lot of the things I put on my personal Facebook page are simply shared to the law office Facebook mm-hmm. page because they're useful information. I like to do whatever I can um, to, to be real, be authentic with people, let people into my real life. Um, and in that way, they know that I'm somebody that truly cares about them and truly cares about people. And um, and I'm invested in it. So, you know, you will see information like, you know, articles I think that are inspirational, articles that I read and say, wow, I'm inspired or or financial articles that say, hey, maybe I could do that. Those sorts of things. So so I encourage people to, um, you know, keep tuning into the podcast. It it um it will continue to to grow. Uh I love it. I know you do. I do, too. And I can guarantee um, to everybody it will be informational and inspirational, as you said, at the same time. Yes, no absolutely. about it. Absolutely. We'll do a little extended program again soon. Yeah. Dennis, thanks a lot. Good to see you, Joe. Let me shake that hand. <laughs> thanks, Dennis.